Welcome to It's All Geek to Me, a podcast where two friends experience popular nerdy franchises for the first time. My name is Leah, and this season, my co-host Kelly will be watching my favorite films, The Lord of the Rings, for the very first time, and I'm the expert. Let's dive in. So, Kelly, what are your thoughts so far? We may have been introduced to our love story. I was so pleased to see that. Oh, my right? gosh. Arwen just coming through with this light emanating off of her. Oh, I thought I was doing a little wishful thinking when I was watching it because I was like, oh, I want them to be in love. But then they kissed. Yeah, they did kiss. <laughs> this was incredible. So we left off in episode two with Frodo being stabbed by the Morgul blade and Strider saying that we need to go to see the elves. And let me tell you, I was incredibly stressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a moment where I was like, Kelly's definitely screaming, thinking that Frodo is going to die. When Frodo was going, I was like, this is it. I'm done with this movie. I'm done. I'm not doing another movie where Elijah Wood just dies, but there are other hotties, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, okay, there there's are. six days off from Rivendell, as we found out last time, and Frodo is dying, and I'm freaking out, very upset about this. He's looking very rough. But then in the meantime, there's like some other stuff going on. The orcs are making weapons, and they're like birthing mud creatures, <laughs> which actually, I don't know if you ever saw this as a kid, but do you remember the the Power Rangers movie with Ivan Ooze. Oh God, I don't remember watching it, but I'm sure I've seen it. Wow, that was the movie of my childhood. But yeah, that's exactly what this reminded me of when Ivan Ooze was like burst <laughs> out of that weird, gross thing. That's exactly what that looks like. And then also Gandalf catches this moth and he like tells it some secrets, which I found out later what that meant. But I was like, why is he just chilling with this moth? So Frodo is dying. He's like straight up about to die. Sam runs off to go find a plant. And is it Liv Tyler? I'm pretty sure it is, right? It is Liv Tyler, yeah. Yeah. She just comes on in looking like a magical little creature. Also, by the way, wearing blue contact lenses, which furthers my belief that everybody in this movie has blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and even more characters that we meet later on have blue eyes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to start keeping track. So she like holds her knife up to Strider first. And she's like, oh, you're off your guard. But then she comes over to Frodo. I think she was being a little flirty. She was being a little. And then I, I wrote, oh my gosh, are Arwen and Strider in love? Because that, that was when the wishful thinking started. I didn't think it was actually going to happen because you really led me to believe that there was not going to be love in this. But then I was like, oh, they're so in love. There's sexual tension. It's great. And then also he gets slightly misogynistic because mm -hmm. she's like, oh, I need to bring him to the guy. Her dad. And then he's like, you have to stay here with the hobbits. Like, I'm going to go. I want to protect you. And she's like, I'm a better rider. And he's like, no, no, I can protect you. And she's like, no, dude, like, stop. Stop being a misogynist. I'm going to do yeah. it. Yeah. Which, thank goodness that she did, because otherwise, Frodo would have died. For sure. Like, she was definitely the right choice to take him because, one, she's a stronger rider and she has magical powers that he doesn't have. Yeah, seriously. she She's way stronger than him. And what I will say about these films, even though these films do not pass the Brechtel test, which is having two women on screen at the same time and also speaking about things other than men. These films do not pass that test, but the female characters they have in this film are really cool, strong. really strong. So in that sense, there is some good feminism happening in the Lord of the Rings world. I appreciated seeing her being really strong. Like the Nazgul, I'm pretty sure that's 
still the same people, right? Because then they started calling them the Wraiths. And I was like, are these the Wraiths or are these the Nazgul? It's the same thing. Ring race, Nazgul, same thing. Yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, so they're chasing her and it's very dramatic. They have all these black horses. She's on this white horse. Like you can really see it's like the good versus evil thing. Mm -hmm. And then they stop at the water and I was like oh so they can't touch water or else they'll dissolve but then they can it was just like a dramatic moment where they were like you can't stop us and then she's like come and get it and then she summons these magical water horses and they knock them all down and then she wastes precious time watching them get drowned instead of helping Frodo which I was really pissed off about because then he pretty much almost dies like he's at death's door and then he just wakes up yeah that moment is a little confusing for me because she literally stops she lays him down how far away are we from Rivendell at this point? I have no idea. The sequence of events here is a little bit confusing, but I think my interpretation of it is that her immortality and love towards him saved him until she was able to get him to Elrond, her father. Because she was like, give him my strength, give him my power. Exactly, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So he wakes up, and at first I thought it was a dream because it was like a very ethereal kind of place, but I guess that's just Elfland. Rivendell. Rivendell. aka Elfland and Gandalf is there oh and by the way I did write this down because when he was fighting with Saruman Saruman was like there can only be one Lord of the Ring and I got very excited (laughs) I wrote that down too because he said singular there can only be one Lord of the Ring yeah and that's why I was like okay so they definitely should have called it Lord of the Ring because call back to episode zero when Kelly thought the movie was called Lord of the Ring. I literally also wrote that down because I had to apologize to you that they do say the Lord of the Ring. (laughs) So I was right. Honestly, a lot of my predictions are really coming to fruition right now and I feel very like vindicated. I think your predictions were wrong, but they had elements of being correct. That's fair. But yeah, so then Gandalf gets saved by a giant bird. Eagle. But he's just like remembering this in a flashback. He doesn't want to tell Frodo. And Frodo Frodo's looking rough, but he's alive, so that's good. And then, <laughs> Lord Elrond. Why are you laughing? Is that the Mr. Anderson guy? Well, it's not Mr. Anderson. It's Agent Smith who says Mr. Anderson. I love recognizing these people. I actually have never seen The Matrix either. I know. I was about to say, you've never even seen The Matrix. <laughs> There's. I don't understand how I've gone through so many years of life without experiencing all of these things. But somehow, I mean, I've seen this character enough to know that this is the Mr. Anderson. Guy? Agent Smith. Okay, so at this point, you said you haven't seen Star Wars and The Matrix, so we may be foreshadowing <laughs> what the next series is going to be for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is foreshadowing. Yeah, so Lord Elrond healed him, and I was cracking up at the name Lord Elrond. I don't know why. It, I thought his name sounded a lot like Elmer. It's, <laughs> it's a very human name, if you ask me. Yeah. Side note, Rivendell's gorgeous, reminds me of Skyrim. Leah, you need to play Skyrim. Like, I'm just watching interactive Skyrim right now, so I'm having a good time because I'm a huge Skyrim fan. Yeah. Oh, there's this adorable Hobbit reunion where they're all hugging each other and they're so hyped. And then Sam is like, it's time for us to go home. Okay, if I was watching this on TV and I didn't have the timestamps and I didn't know, I would think that this is setting up the end of the movie and then everything that happens in the section that we just watched, I would think is like setting up for the sequel. Like that to me felt like a full movie's worth of stuff. And then everything was like getting wrapped up in the 
end because Bilbo's there. He wrote the book, which did he write The Hobbit? He the wrote prequel? The Hobbit. He wrote that? Yeah. Okay, that's cute. But he called it There and Back Again, A Hobbit's Tale by Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, that was a cute name. Yeah. Also, can we talk about Bilbo for a moment? Because I think this is a good time to really squash your prediction that he's a bad guy and kind of explain what I think Bilbo's role in this film is. I, I did write at the last scene that happens, the scene that we watched right before we started this episode. I was like, okay, I concede. He is not the bad guy. I accept that now. So Bilbo is actually the main character of The Hobbit. Uh, that's why I've heard his name so much. Is The Hobbit more popular than Lord of the Rings? Well, The Hobbit is more of a, a children's story. I actually saw a meme the other day that I thought was really funny in terms of The Hobbit in relation to The Lord of the Rings. And someone described it as if the author of Stuart Little wrote a sequel where Stuart Little's nephew had to defeat <laughs> the devil. So it really goes from being this like cute, epic children's story to a really dark story. And I see Bilbo's role in The Lord of the Rings being like he's passing the torch on to Frodo oh. and said, I've had all of my adventures. Now it's your time to have an adventure. He looks a lot older here because he doesn't have the ring anymore. The power of prolonged life has left him. Age is catching up to him. So this is where Bilbo really passes on the torch and we don't see him again. <laughs> So just to let you know. Okay. Well, there is one more scene that we'll talk about with him that I was like, <laughs> that was a jump scare for me, but we'll oh, yeah. we'll talk about that. So then Gandalf is talking to <laughs> Elmer, Elrond, whatever his name is. And he's like, I don't want Frodo to go through this again. And Elrond's like, he has to. We can't keep the ring in Rivendell. This is not safe for my people. And we can't give it to men. Our list of allies is growing thin. And then also there was like a little side note part where... Orlando Bloom shows up and so does Sean Bean, which I remember now there's a... Another meme. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and also Orlando Bloom also wearing blue contacts. Yep. Love it. But my question is, does Sean Bean have blue eyes? No, I think the humans have brown eyes. Well, Aragorn, I mean Strider... <laughs> I, I found that out already. Don't worry. It's not a spoiler. Strider has blue eyes. He's a different kind of human, though, which they don't really talk about. Yeah, and he, like, speaks elvish and stuff. Right, because he was raised by the elves. He's also a different race of man, which they don't go into in the films, but we can talk about that later, kind of talk more about his race. So Elrond's like, I was there 3,000 years ago, which, damn, he is old, and he looks pretty young. Elves are immortal. Yeah, we find that out, too. So he tells the story that Isildur wouldn't destroy the ring because Elrond was like you have to throw it into this Mount Doom and Isildur was like no <laughs> I'm out and then he just dips out the ring is mine yeah and I was like oh that's important and then he said there's an exiled guy who could be king and then it immediately cuts to Strider so I was like okay so Strider's the guy so then Sean Bean comes in and he also if I watched this as a kid I would not be able to tell Sean Bean and Strider apart they're both <laughs> just white men with long hair and facial hair and I just it was a lot I don't even know if they said what Sean Bean's character name is do you want me to tell you because I don't think that they said it is it an easy to remember name <laughs> no oh great Boromir is his name oh I'm not gonna remember that I'm just gonna call him Sean Bean for this episode but then in the future that's fine I'll remember his name he comes in he's like talking a little bit of smack about this sword he like cuts himself on it and then he gets pissed off and then he leaves and then Arwen comes in all sorts of sexual tension and I was like yes this is 
what I'm here for. Like, this is my moment. Oh, yeah. She said she's giving up her immortality for him. And then they make out. Cry moment number five for me when she says, I would rather spend one lifetime with you than spend all the ages of this world alone. Oh, which is, you know, not really normal for me to cry at love stuff. I actually got chills when you just repeated it. That seems like something I would cry about. And you seem like you would cry about just somebody's like mom being in the window being like, hey, kids. (laughs) (laughs) I would cry about the romance. Like I cry in The Lion King, not when Mufasa dies in The Lion King. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oops. (laughs) But I cry when Simba and Nala fall in love and she like is making that little Nala face. Oh, I know exactly the moment. (laughs) I just burst into tears every time because I'm like, true love is real. So then there's a council meeting and Frodo shows everybody the ring and everybody starts flipping out. And then Sean Bean is like, oh, we got to use the ring, which he kept on saying a word that I wasn't sure if that was a person or a location. It was like Gondor or something. Gondor. I do want to explain this because I think a lot of information is given here. So I think it's easier for me to just explain. Isildur was the king of Gondor. When Isildur died, it was unclear whether he had an heir. It is found out later. Of course, he has an heir. Aragorn is his heir thousands of years later. But in his stead, Baromir's family has been ruling as the steward of Gondor. Okay, because I thought maybe Gondor was the name of the king because he was like, Gondor can use this ring. And then he did say something about my father. And I was like, is his father Gondor? No, so his father is the steward of Gondor. Boromir, Sean Bean is his eldest son, which means he will be the steward of Gondor, which is essentially the king. So him finding out that Strider is actually Aragorn. He's probably pissed. Yeah, because he doesn't want there to be a king because he wants to be the steward of Gondor. Yeah, well, I actually, I didn't know all of that information, but I do predict that he is not going to be good. I think he's going to be a hindrance, maybe not necessarily for the ring part, but I think he's going to cause trouble with Strider. Troublemaker. And try to cause some stuff. And then I also wrote Strider's voice when he was like yelling, not sexy. His voice gets like a little high pitched, but I think it's sexy. Okay, so then short bearded guy comes up and he's like, I'm going to destroy the ring. Gimli, son of Gloin. (laughs) Oh, okay. So he comes up and his weapon breaks on the ring and then Frodo gets this like immediate headache. Like this is a serious Harry Potter moment, like with the scar hurting. Oh, because yeah. he's just like, oh, and the eye comes back for a second. And Elrond is like, it has to go to Mount Doom and be destroyed. And one of you guys has to do it. And then everybody goes quiet. Silence. I love it. Absolute silence. And then they start arguing over who does it. Bearded guy. Oh, this is the meme. This is the meme. Yeah, where he says one, one does, does not simply, simply walk yeah. into Mordor. Yeah. So there's like an argument and the mustache guy is racist. Like he's like, I will not let an elf do this and I was like please don't be racist against elves right now it's a lot for me there's definitely a lot of tension between the race of elves the race of the dwarves and the race of men but in this situation they have to figure out how to work together is he a dwarf yes Gimli is a dwarf also looking like the dwarves of Skyrim just saying but anyway so then Frodo is like done with everybody's BS and he's like looking at the ring and seeing the reflection of them fighting in the ring which was a very cool shot by the way I like that too yeah and it was like glowing and stuff and then he was like, I'm going to take the ring. And Gandalf is looking really sad. Can you imagine what happens next in my 
eyes. Oh my gosh, Leah, you just stop crying. When they join the fellowship together, I just love it when he's like, I'll take it, but I do not know the way. And then he's like, I'll, you have my sword and my axe and my bow. I just, it's so good. Stop tearing. Oh my gosh, she's tearing up right now. It's everybody. so good. This is embarrassing. It's so good. And then Sam comes out and the Shire music starts playing again. It's just really amazing. This is such a break in the tension, like the comedic relief moment where he's like, well, I couldn't even get him away from you, even though this was a secret meeting yeah and i was like this again feels like the end of a movie like this would be setting up for a sequel all in all nine people end up agreeing to go on this adventure the two idiot hobbits are like yeah we'll come and then elrond is like okay you guys are the fellowship of the ring there's nine of you end scene roll credits we're good that's the movie i have actually two fun facts about this scene when sean bean baramir is explaining one does not simply walk into mordor and he's saying this whole speech the one fun fact is he could not memorize that monologue so he had the script on his leg while he was reading it fun fact number two the nine actors in the fellowship of the ring all have a matching tattoo and i believe it is the elvish word for friendship oh my gosh that's cute isn't that cute that's adorable i love that so i appreciated that whole group banding together and then the last scene that we see before we finish this section is he is with bilbo again they're parting ways i'm guessing forever and Bilbo gives him his sword, which is super light. And he also gives him, he called it Mithil? Mithril. Mithril. And he's like, oh, wear it now. It's like this chain mail that's going to like protect him, I guess. So Elijah Wood starts unbuttoning his shirt, which I was getting very excited about. Mm. And then <laughs> Bilbo is like, oh, the ring. And he like starts getting all sweaty and excited about it. And then he's like, oh, I want to touch it. And then I started writing this down. And then I looked up and his, <laughs> that was a jump. I was terrified for a second. I literally jumped because I was not expecting him to, like he had a monster face for a second and he looked evil and I was like the heck like I was terrified for just like one second and clearly so was Frodo Frodo was like I'm gonna button my shirt back up and then immediately he gets so sad when he started crying I was like okay so it's 100% confirmed there's not a chance in the world he's a bad guy because he was influenced by the ring but it's definitely like evil yeah I think his evil tendencies were influences of the ring and I truly do believe that Bilbo would not have been able to complete this task he would not have brought the ring to Mordor and destroyed it if Bilbo kept the ring, it would have ended up back in Sauron's hands. So that was the whole section that we watched. We got to meet a lot of new characters and we got introduced to a couple of new hotties, both elves. Arwen and Legolas. Did they say his name? I don't think they did. Aragorn said his name. He said, sit down Legolas in Elvish. Legolas was the one that stood up and said, do you know who this is? This is Aragorn, son of Arathorn. He's a Sealdor's heir. They're friends. They've been friends their whole lives. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it was a short section that we watched but there was a lot of information packed into that. And again, I really felt like that felt like the end of a movie. I'm interested to see how it continues. Like, I would think that that was a natural stopping point for a movie. Oh, there's more, baby. There's more. There's a lot lot more. more. We're not even halfway done. We have three more sections, three more episodes in this first season of The Fellowship of the Ring. Now we move on to The Two Towers, which I feel like I'm almost wondering because I obviously when I typed it into HBO to watch it, I saw that the next one was called the two towers and i was like was gandalf on one of the two towers he was on the tower of orthanc is what it's called oh of course i know the tower of orthanc yeah how did you not know that do you have any guidance (laughs) for me am i 
doing all right? No, I think you're on the right track. I love that you picked up the film cue when Elrond said there is someone who could be the king, them immediately cutting to Aragorn, you picking up that he was that person. I love that you picked up that Sean Bean, Boromir is going to cause some conflict in the group. I think that's something to watch. Oh, I don't trust him. Yeah, and I just love that in this next section, we have this group of nine people. We have a dwarf who doesn't like elves. We have two men that are basically fighting for a throne. And we have just... Just these little hobbits that have no idea what they've gotten themselves into. I highly doubt that this group of nine people is going to stay together. I don't know if any of them are going to die. I would be probably upset unless it was the dwarf. I don't like him now just because he said that thing about elves. And as a person who plays as an elf in Skyrim, I felt personally offended by that. But maybe this is an enemies to lovers situation between him and Legolas. Ooh, I knew there was going to be romance. I knew it. You really tried to dissuade me from the romance. I mean, there are different kinds of romance. There's also friendship romance, you know? There's the love between friends. Uh, well, you'll probably cry about love between friends. You love that. There's a lot more tears to be shed. <laughs> I can't prepare. believe it. What's your count at now? Five? I'm at six. So it's six. two per episode so far. What was the second time you cried during this? Frodo saying he'll take the ring and then the fellowship getting together. None of this is tear worthy. <laughs> if I cry during any of this trilogy, I will be shocked. You don't cry as much as I do. I cry at literally everything. I cry a lot, but not about fictional things. Oh, I only cry about fictional things. <laughs> no, no. I have a minor inconvenience. I'll cry for the whole day. But like, I'm not <laughs> going to cry about fictional characters. Oh, man. Let's move on. Let's get on to the next one. Yes, let's get on with it. And also, just a reminder, if you guys do want to yell at me, if you want to yell at Leah, because, you know, she's the spirit guide here. She's the one who's, who knows what she's talking about. If you want to catch her on a technicality, you can just yell at her on Twitter. We have a Twitter. It's at All Geek Podcast. Yeah, there's so much lore in this film that I feel like sometimes I might be slightly incorrect and I'm not as much of an expert on the books as the movies but you know I want somebody to correct you yeah right me too I don't know why it's just there's something I'm like craving that a little bit you want me to say something wrong (laughs) wow wow yeah because you tried to steer (laughs) me wrong by telling me this wasn't a love story when it's very clearly a love story so there is a love story but it's not a love story yeah and then he's gonna give her the ring at the end of the movie and then they're gonna get married <laughs> so tune in next Thursday to see what happens next. Bye. You've been listening to the It's All Geek to Me podcast, hosted by Leah and Kelly. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and give us a rating. You can also find us on Twitter at All Geek Podcast. New episodes drop every Thursday. See you next week. <laughs>